it's it's weird. North Beach, a lot of the city doesn't, because I would run around other parts of the city. Um, but North Beach feels very much the same. If I need to like remember why I moved back and how much I love it here, the magic for me is here. That was tattooer Taylor Nichols. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, you'll hear from tattoo artists, volunteers, artists, and San Franciscans from all walks of life, telling stories, sharing personal histories, and trying to put into words what makes this city so special. Welcome to episode 42, part one. In this podcast, Taylor talks about growing up in North Beach. Her dad was quite the man about town, and she'll share some stories of bars and restaurants she frequented with him. She ends this episode talking about the changes she's seen in the city over the last decade or so, but she leaves room for hope for the future. Here's Taylor. So Nichols is actually my grandmother's been made a name. It's just like I use it for work, but I am still a coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's like the fa- you know family name, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandpa was coffee. My dad was coffee. And you're a what generation? So I honestly could, I don't know if I can 100% nail it down, but fifth is what I know. Wow. So great, great? Fifth. Great, great. Yeah. Because great grandpa was our, I believe my great grandmother Ethel was born here. So yeah, I should be great, great. Wow. Yeah. Do you know any of their stories? I do. I don't actually know a ton of theirs, but I know like stuff from my grandma and all of that. So I'm, I'm a younger so my my dad had my sister and then me. So we're two different separate generations apart. Mm. So it's actually even more. But um, my grandpa was Benjamin Mifflin and my grandpa, or my great grandpa and my great grandma was Ethel Mifflin and they had nine daughters. Is that all? Yeah. They lived on Potrero Hill. Wait, nine daughters still and, Goat and, Hill. and no sons? No sons. Um, one of them died very young. Uh, actually, two of them did. Um, so there were seven girls that grew up together. That's still a lot. That's a lot. A and lot. I'm sorry, I talked over you. You said Petrero Hill back when it was known Petrero, as... Petrero, Goat Hill. It was Goat Hill. And um, there are pictures um, that I've seen, which is amazing. And then all of their seven children, daughters, all had families of their own in the 40s. Uh, my grandmother was the second oldest... Joyce, and she had three daughters and one son. So there was my bro- my dad was the first boy. So he was. Say, that's a lot of. It was females. a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. and there's women. Just my dad had two girls. Like our family, it's it was like seven women had all had five, four or five kids. Most of them awesome. girls who then had most of them girls who then so a lot of my sister has three girls. Wow! So, oh, it's it's just it's, not it's girls. not skipping any generations. On my either. dad's it's side, like, it's, it's women. Okay. Yeah, there's a okay. lot of us. So that wow, that got yeah. us to you being born. So there's lots of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a, most most don't live in this in San Francisco anymore. But do you know where you were born? Uh, I was born at General. Um, brought home immediately over to Union and Taylor. I'm actually named after Taylor Street. Oh. Because my parents couldn't decide, so I wound up just being named after where. Awesome. I, we, I lived where I was conceived, as my dad grossly put it a couple times. Okay, but, yeah. right. Um, so yeah, it's spelled differently because my mom, it was 19 and thought that that was cool. But 20, I guess, by the time she had me. But right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm guessing you don't remember your birth. So let's take I do a not. <laughs> let's go to... Believe it or not. Some of your earliest memories. And, and you grew up in North yeah, Beach. Yeah, I grew up in North Beach. And it was, I definitely, you know, 
as a kid, lots of cool stuff happened growing up in North Beach. Um, lots of adults around, but there were also tons of children. There's not that many children I see running around anymore because people move away because they can't afford it. But there were so many kids running around North Beach, and we were allowed, you know, I was really young, and I was allowed to uh, go around the corner. I could stay on the block, but I couldn't cross the street. So there was tons of us just running around, going to, like, the corner store and buying candy. And, like, you know, as my dad was a man about town, so I spent a lot of time being kind of, like, sitting with the waitresses at whatever bar and, like, coloring while my dad was Can partying. you name some of those bars? So my dad dated almost every waitress at North Beach Pizza, which is no longer on the corner um, of Union and Grant. Um, but they would give me a dollar so that I could run next door and I would buy candy and I would sit on the stoop and eat candy while my dad was in there just flirting his butt off. Um, there are tons of pictures of me at Gino's and Carlo's when I was a kid. Um, but specifically, he really liked Tosca and Tosca was the only bar that as a child I was not allowed in. It was the only one. So he would take me across the street to City Lights Books and the downstairs was where the kids section was then and he could see through the, he could see me and he would pay the person working at the counter, because the counter's right in front of the door, so they see who comes, to make sure I didn't leave for an hour. And I would just sit downstairs by myself and read, yeah. and when he came back after an hour, if I had like behaved myself, I could buy whatever book I wanted. Oh. So I had a really impressive book collection oh, when I was yeah. a kid. That's awesome. So it was basically my library. Because it was open until midnight, or later. other bars, you, I mean, because this As isn't kid, true anymore. Every you could, bar. You could go into bars. I went in every and bar. And just hang, hang out with your dad. Tosca, I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> okay. And I think it's, I, I don't know what, I mean, it was more of like a grown-up opery kind of bar anyway. And I think there might have been a lot of cops maybe that hung out there too. So that might have something to do with it. But I was allowed in every bar. I went into Lost and Found when I was a kid. I went in the saloon. I went in every bar. And I had to behave myself, you know. I sat at the end and I drank uh, Roy Rogers. I was going to add, yeah, Shirley Temple's and Roy Rogers. I was Roy Rogers, nice. but I didn't get to drink soda normally, so at the bar I did, so I was very, like, I do my homework at the bar, mm-hmm. always, like, late, you know, that was just normal, and they, I wasn't the only kid, like, I was a lot of times the only kid, but right. I wasn't, like, you would see tons of kids at bars, which you can't do now, but to be fair, like, no one was, it wasn't like they were drinking or you know, being, it was just a couple kids sitting while their happened. parents hung out. It wasn't weird. And a Roy Rogers is Grenadine and Coke, yeah, right? Yeah, it's just, those, it's a Shirley Temple, it's, but it's And Coke. it's Cherry Coke before there was Cherry Coke. 100%, yeah. I remember when there, they came what, out with Cherry Coke, and I was like, what? Yeah, and we Cherry already Coke have is that. the best. Yeah. But yeah, and anyway. lots of restaurants, too. There's a lot of drinking in restaurants. My dad was a big eater, so you would, like, sit for a meal, but then you would, everyone would bring a bottle of wine. So you'd be there for four, every Saturday at Cafe Sport, we were there for four or five hours just drinking if there's any wine left over he would hide it like behind because there's all kinds of stuff all over that place so he'd hide it and then the next time you'd have lunch if they ran out of wine he would get up on a chair and find a bottle of wine stashed behind something and so kids would be sitting there with their parents while that was happening we'd just be coloring and what other uh, besides cafe sport what other restaurants so i did grow up basically in tomasos we ate there almost every night of my life um, my dad dated one of the daughters many moons ago, and me and Giorgio, which is one of the, son, the sons, he's my age now, but he, we were kids then, um, we were the same age, so we hung out all the time. I, my dad had a custom bassinet made for me that went under the table at Tomasa's. I didn't have home-cooked meals unless it was like my, like, basically one of my sort of godmothers, like, would do Sunday dinner, and we would do that, but I didn't have home-cooked meals until I was maybe... 16 I moved him into my mom because you didn't need them we ate at Tommaso's every night or 
Il Palayo, which I love, the chicken place. Oh my God, it's so good. But Tomas's is still, that's, I had my birthday party there every year of my life and it was almost all adults. Yeah. <laughs> the whole restaurant. Does it still feel the same? That uh, place specifically? Some stuff. Like yeah. it's, it's weird. North Beach, a lot of the city doesn't because I would run around other parts of the city. Um, but North Beach feels very much the same. If I need to like remember why I moved back and how much I love it here, the magic for me is here. There's a couple other neighborhoods. Chinatown has some of the magic, but I mean, in, I don't, magic, I guess. Is, but for me, my personal stuff is like getting a sandwich and sitting in the park. You know, you can do that and there's not nine million people in Washington Square. You know, you can you can still go sit at Molinari's and get a You know, you can you can do, you know, like there's no, again, there's no Starbucks or Pete's or it still feels the same. There's new stuff, but a lot of it's still the way it felt when I was a kid, you know, and there's a lot of, it's a locals neighborhood still. Like it is still, it's it's locals only and you can move here and become a local in North Beach pretty quick but they have to feel like you could be one to let you be one <laughs> that's Ange it's awesome and my it's friend, awesome my friend and someone who's been on the podcast yeah, before um, it's great did that and, and is very much a North mm-hmm. Beacher now and I still run into people yeah if you're the right kind of person and it's and it's not about how you look it's not it's it's how you act you have to be able to like hang out and roll with the punches and not be but there's still like so much cool little like things here like um there's an artist winston smith who i adore and um he did like the dead kennedys logo and a bunch of like green day uh collage art but he's done a lot for major major bands and he has a studio in north beach in an alleyway that is like a whole underground pile of cool stuff that still happens here Mm -hmm. you know so Mm Yeah, I, I love North Beach. <laughs> yeah, no, it was totally your suggestion that we re- yeah. record here. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it must it's still mean comfortable. Yeah. And I don't spend, I live, I don't live in the city anymore. Um, another person that can't afford it. Um, but South San Francisco, I actually had, when my dad, when my aunts and great aunts had all those kids, a lot of them moved where they could buy houses. So South City actually have had family that's lived there a long time too. A lot of them moved to Marin. And I think pockets of Marin have that a lot of that magic still. Mm-hmm. You know, Mill Valley, it's still just Mill Valley. <laughs> so it's like uh, pushed out, but like yeah. still staying as close as you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. Still trying to like keep it. Yeah, you know. Outer Mission's got, Outer Mission has some of that vibe for sure, you know. When I lived in the outer, well, I didn't live in the outer, outer. I guess I lived right, I lived on 25th. But it was like, it was awesome because it was like, it was locals. It mm-hmm. was locals, and it was like a cute little nice neighborhood. It was like right off the off the beaten path. It was a twenty fifth and York. Oh awesome. yeah, twenty sixth. Can I buy yeah. you, Michelle? Um, yeah. Well, actually, uh, on that note, so so take us out of North Beach now. What, like, yeah. in, in your life. So what I happened? moved. Um, we had a really tiny apartment in North Beach, but we wa- I wanted to live by the beach, so uh, got an apartment. My first real, real, real apartment was $1,000. We thought it was so expensive. Uh, This would have been 2002. It was uh, an in-law, and it was amazing. And we had the entire backyard, and it was the outer sunset, or the outer Richmond. I love the Richmond, too. The Richmond very much feels like that, too. That strip of Clement is still... Like all of Sunset, Judah. Um, you can say magical. It's I, magical. I, like, I actually yeah, like that Yeah, because it is word. magical. I like and I, I still, like North Beach I do it, and I still go out to um, like uh, Balboa out I there. The Balboa, Balboa Theater is my favorite. And there's a cafe out there called Simple Pleasures mm-hmm. that is kind of terrible in the best way because it's like ratty and like the sandwiches are so good, but it's like all just people hanging. And I still go there and I get tea. Weird coincidence. And I hang out. 
the guy who we whose podcast we published today, mm-hmm. he's a musician and he's playing at Simple Pleasures tonight. Yeah, and like, that's, you can go there any given night yeah. and see an, a guy that's an awesome like either a rad transplant or a local like play yeah. or speak or perform in whatever yeah. way. And the theater has still managed to hold it together, which I am so impressed by. Yes. Because yes. um, we've lost. That was that was my favorite when I was a kid. But it was going to all those cool theaters. And with, they still have working uh, console video games. Yeah, yeah that place that's is awesome. awesome. But yeah, I moved, so I lived out there. I've lived all over the city because that's kind of what happens. You find an apartment and then you get a new roommate and then like, oh, this place is cheaper or oh, so-and-so's boyfriend's moving in. or So I've lived, I've lived, oh my God, I've lived in North Beach. I've lived in the marina. I've lived in the inner sunset or outer sunset, inner Richmond, outer Richmond. I lived on 36th, then at 30th, like around the corner, you know, like, and then I lived in the outer mission, which I adored. That was 25th in New York, you said? 26th in New York, actually. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Pops was a, Pops was the thing in the early 2000s because Malia, who owns it, is a one, well, she owned it. Now she owns Parkside. But that was kind of like, you know, all the like, Misfits and punk rockers and bike messengers and Tuffy. Yeah, Tuffy. We've got was, some good, good, yeah. From yeah, Tuffy and Pops was like, I lived, I was so busy working because I wanted to be a tattooer. And I knew that I got a job in a tattoo shop when I was uh, 18 years old, just scrubbing tubes, which is like the basic, most menial, it's like janitorial work basically. And then I slowly, I had a million jobs because I was going to art school and paying for stuff. And I just slowly started working there more and more and more. And I just decided, I, I wanted to do it. And so I was always working really hard. So I would be at Pops or I would be at whatever, but it was like, I always had to like go home, or go to work or like. So it's <laughs> you like, were the responsible one. Yeah, but I, well, six days a week maybe, there was always the one, you know? Sure. And that was when I was young. So it was like everyone was losing their minds and I had like my head kind of down. And then as soon as I hit like, I don't know, like as soon as I'd been tattooing for a couple of years, I was like, oh yeah, now I can party. And then everything closed down. Right. And then, like, you know, Pops got sold. Like, a lot of things, a lot of places changed. Some some are still there and awesome. But it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a... It was weird to see. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I missed, like, 2000... I missed the bubble bursting. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as I was like, okay, like, I've got it all together. Now I can go out and do stuff. It's like a lot of it. Like, the next boom came. Yep. You know, the, the next, window the closed. Next, the window closed. But that's not true, though. That's like, I feel that way sometimes, but it's totally like you can walk around and find all this cool stuff still. Yeah. Like, yeah. the city's still. I think sometimes people that have lived here forever, I see this a lot. People that have lived here forever are like, oh, it's not as cool as it used to be. But it's like, okay, sure, we know that, but it's still cooler than almost anywhere else. Like, it, we know what it used to be, but we also aren't those people either. So maybe we're not. 20 going to crowbar you know like it's closed but i'm not i'm not, probably wouldn't go there even if it was open you know like it's like i think the other part of that is like well it's yeah but do something about mm-hmm. it well and that's that's what i've noticed that's just super complain. cool lately it's like yeah people are complaining but i think with everyone getting pushed out and like new scenes are being created in like oakland and stuff like that but it's like all of a sudden people are going back to the places they used to because that's all that's left so you don't have the choice to go to 37 places. You have to go to, you know, if you want to see your friends, you have to go to Benders. You have to go to Boozland. You have to go to Lucky 13. You have to go to the places that, like, have been there or have staff that has been there forever. And so it's it's creating these cool little scenes again. And I feel like it's almost out of, like, you have to. Because you can't, can't go anywhere else because it's all become a gin bar, you know? Right. Like, I don't need to go to a, or a Dr. Gym. Jekyll 
themed gin bar, like, yeah. or a gym. Oh my or god, or a gym, a climbing gym. My laundromat turned into like a Pilates. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm leaving the mission. That's my yeah. sign. I'm done. And that's I remember. So I lived in. I moved to Denver, and before, so I lived in the well. I was trying to find an apartment. And we wound up having to live in Oakland. And that apartment was actually amazing. And I adore Lake Merritt. But I hadn't really hung out. Like, I'd wor- I wor- I've always worked in the city. Always, always, always. But I hadn't spent too much time. And then I moved to Denver. And I came back. And it was Christmas. And we were doing, like, a Secret Santa thing. And I wanted to get... Um, many years ago, someone got my boss a light-up Lamborghini clock. And it's in her bathroom at the shop, and it's the most commented on thing. And she got it from one of the Mexican, like, stuff stores. So we went and had breakfast at St. Francis, which I recommend everyone should always go to, always. And we were walking down the street, and in between uh, York and Mission on 24th, which is not a small amount of blocks. That's a ways to walk. There weren't any. There was one, but it was, like, clothing. And then all the rest of them were closed. One had become an oyster bar, and one was that Wise Sons uh, deli, which is good. But I mean, it was the fact that in in the span of three years, I couldn't go down Twenty Fourth Street and find a store that had stuff. Which right. you know, we norm there's there, I mean, Mission has plenty still, but it's like it was just such an odd. What three change. years was it? So that would have been. Like 2000, so that happened, I believe, in 2014. So it that you came back, that. yeah. Well, that I was, I was looking for stuff like that I hadn't lived around. Like so, I hadn't like been that around. early this decade, yeah. few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah very. Yep. That's when and the that's, change started. I think we opened the shop in 2009, and there was still Eric opened it, but there was still like so much stuff and tons. And within the first four years we were open uh, m- most of my friends moved away right because what, what were they going to do here right bars were closing um, galleries were closing venues were closing and and people weren't coming here anymore they were doing cool things so instead of making something happen here because it was so expensive to get a space or whatever right. it was easier to go to New York it was easier to go to Austin mm-hmm. it was easier to go Portland, to Portland That's yeah. Austin Portland um, and New York took all my friends. How did San Francisco become more expensive than New York? Seriously. I. Anyway, that's no, for another, that's another fuck. It's, it's and and I told people for years because um, it it's become it was comparable a while ago and it became more expensive not too long ago and I for years people have just been like, there, no, New York's still the most expensive. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Like I know people in New York that are paying less and they got their apartment last year and mm-hmm. I got mine three years ago. That was Taylor Nichols. Check back Thursday when Taylor will share the story of how she started tattooing. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Find all 90 plus episodes on our website, storiedsf.com. While you're there, please help support us by going to our store page and checking out the various pledge levels. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay current on everything we do. And you can now listen to the podcast on YouTube. If you go there, please subscribe to our channel. If you're on Apple Podcasts, do us a favor and rate and review the show, please. 
And if you have any feedback or you just want to say hi, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.